Good Sunday morning, everybody. It is mid-December. It is Sunday. I'm out in the car. My wife gave me her phone reluctantly. Um, you know, I'm going to have to pay for that at some point down the road. But it is a nice day today. Uh, you know, we mentioned weather a lot in this podcast. And uh, yesterday, uh, we hit some really bad weather. Uh, I could feel the wind blowing things around here in the Poconos. I know in Pittsburgh, they had a scaffolding um, blow across the street into a residential neighborhood. In Chicago, we had a um, Amazon factory. Uh, the roof blew off and um, there were a few casualties there, uh, but nothing like they saw in Kentucky, uh, Western Kentucky. They had um, the worst tornadoes ever in Western Kentucky. One of them was on the ground for 252 miles. Um, we had one or two towns that were completely devastated. I think there's at least a couple hundred people that have lost their lives, but a lot of people that have to rebuild after all that. And uh, normally you don't see um, tornadoes in mid-December, but you know it's all part of, um, I think what we see in just a couple degree temperature change uh, of the earth, it can make a big difference in um, in disastrous weather. So we all, um, you know, as we do this podcast, we're hoping that everybody is uh, rebuilding down there and, um, you know, that people make it to the hospital and, and the people that can get better, get better. And speaking of getting better, um, I have added to the podcast, Douglas Ford on Sundays. Um, Doug, are you here? Yes, I am. Good morning, everybody. Douglas Thanks Ford is us. in the house. Dougie Fresh in the house. <laughs> So yeah, how was so fresh these days? <laughs> how was the weather down there? You were sort of part of that path. Yeah, no, I mean we had rain all day yesterday, but today it is forty three degrees, which is cold for down here, but you know, lovely and and sunny, just completely sunny. Yeah, are you in the mountains of um, Alabama or? Yeah, um, yeah, we're in. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of uh, it's coal mine territory down here. Ah, coal miners okay. on strike, mind you, but yeah, it's uh, they still dig coal. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they do. I mean, they're not now because they've been on strike since I think May. It's not getting any attention. You know, it's a yeah. It's I didn't not, see it on the national news. You know, right? Not that I watch um, much, but you know, yeah, yeah. But it, it it it's not getting mentioned. I mean, I think people here barely know. I happen to drive by their headquarters every day, so. I see the, you know, and one of my neighbors has the, uh, you know, we are strong or we are one or I, I don't even know what the. Uh, okay, what the so there's still like a little there. bit of a um, a union feel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I'm dealing with lockouts on, you know, everywhere I turn. You know, either it's coal miners. There or you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh is a union town as well because they started oh, yeah. out with steel. And uh, I, where I'm sitting right now, um, there's anthracite below me. You know, I'm kind of in that coal. Uh, right. and then from here on out to Pittsburgh, actually, there's a lot of fracking going on. So, yeah. um, yeah, the good thing is with this economy, like you can find a job and you can get paid, you know, it's actually, right, right. this is actually yeah, much better than when I graduated college, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If, if you have to be on strike, you know, now's the time because you can kind of stay strong and go work at Amazon for $16 an hour. And, yeah. Know, so. And, and like I said, overtime's available. All that's that it. Stuff. Yeah, it's, you know, I calculated it out. Like, um, let's say uh, you drop out of high school and you get married, and both of you decide to work at the Chewy factory, which is paying mandatory overtime, like sixty hours a week. And then, uh, if you guys both decide to do that, 
you're make you're combined making over a hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, and you could buy a right. cheap house and save. Yeah. So I mean, yep. you could do it, you know. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can. I mean, I was I was talking to a girl at work this morning. After she said, she said, "Listen, we we make fifteen forty five an hour." She said, "You know," she goes, "That's not really a livable wage, but we're allowed to go in four hours before our shift and you know work and stay four hours after our other shift." They pay double time on Saturday. Nice. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, and you can pick and choose. There's, I mean, I mean, your, your shift, like, you know, we were required to work seven days, or, or ten of us on, on the Saturday night shift, not the whole crew. But uh, I always pick those up. But, yeah, I mean, you can work here, and then you can jump in on either of the other shifts and, you know, as you feel like it. No, you know, so. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I do a little of that myself, it. you know. So speaking yeah. of that, there have been some developments. I've been listening to podcasts like, um, uh, I don't know, some of the ones that have a little bit more insight on what's going on inside the game. So like right. national podcasts. And I know that um, some of the things that they've already agreed on are uh, players um, starting at a million bucks rather than 550 or whatever. Um, well, that's a st- I mean, that's a nice step. It makes sense. That's something you know? for the players, right. It yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, Brian Reynolds should make more than $579,000 this year. Yeah, yeah. So your first year in the major leagues, regardless of what you do, you're making a million bucks, and then you go from there. Um, right. I, they're definitely not going to shorten the window of um, free agency. So um, MLB has put their foot down as far as it's not going to go shorter than six years. Um, no matter how hard the players push, they're not – they're never going to that, you know? Right. Yeah, um, the owners don't want to give that up, you know? The, no, they're not going to give that kill, up. Yeah, they're not going to That would kill it. the small market team. Well, yeah, because I, mean, I, was, I was thinking about it. You know, I've been getting more in my head about what Ben Sherrington's plan is. And if you're a six, if you're a free agent after six years, a lot of times you're really only with the Pirates for four and a half years because I think he prefers right. to trade guys – not on their walk year, but when they still have a year left and you can get more value. Right, right, right. You get you get a much better package if you're giving up. A, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have you for the last two months of this season and the full season next year. So that gives you plenty of time to get to know them, negotiate with them, figuring out if you want to keep them that sort of thing. And unfortunately, um, that's not that's never going to change as far as teams like the Pirates and Orioles just being. Um, you know, a lot of times they're just renting players for. Yeah, oh no, I, I've come, to, I've come to peace with that a long time ago. Yeah, I, I don't care what change they make, and and I don't think anything dramatic is going to happen. I, I yeah, you know, it's not why because yeah. you know I've been following these things for forty years, and nothing dramatic has happened. Yeah, it's kind of silly to to discuss yeah. a. Um, I think it's kind of silly and uh, wasted energy to discuss a salary cap when you know it's never right. going to. It's not even on the table, right. you know. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and especially like like the, the the owners can't dig their heels. I mean, they could, yeah. but they're not going to dig their heels in after losing. Yeah, that scenario is you know, not going to happen. Yeah, right. So we're not getting a salary cap. <laughs> we're probably not getting a floor. Which to me, I I'd be perfectly fine. And we discussed this. Uh, yeah, I'd be down with that. But again, right. that's another make, fantasy. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, make them spend the money they get in revenue sharing on the major league payroll. If well, you just did that, I don't care if the Dodgers spend three hundred million. Yeah, if yeah. At least it'd be like one third, a hundred. Right. You know? Well, if the Pirates spend a hundred million, you, you can get two really, really good players, or you know, whatever. And then yes, there, it has to be on you to build your team. You have to draft and trade. You have to do that well. 
I, I don't mind. You know, you know, it can be done. We see Tampa do it. We see Milwaukee do it. We, you know, and, and again, if Tampa had to spend a hundred million instead of fifty million, imagine the two, you know, two or three players they'd go get to. Uh, I mean, they'd be really, really good. Yeah, Tampa's getting even better at it, like with extending Wander right. Franco, and they're just they right. just like find new ways to be. And I, so I was looking at that poll online where it said um, the uh, it was like the um, strength poll of the Major League Baseball teams going into next year, and they actually had right. Tampa number one and Pittsburgh number thirty, which is interesting because right. you have a uh, right. you know leading the train and a caboose are both teams that are low payroll, low revenue. Right, teams, right exactly. But, they're going to have comparable payroll, exactly. But yeah, I think as far as there's some tanking stuff on the um, on the docket. I don't know how much it would benefit the Pirates. One thing could be to have a draft lottery, which certainly would not right. benefit the Pirates. Um, but they're talking about having a punishment, like if your payroll's not um, $100,000 or you know 90% of the revenue sharing, you lose your first-round draft pick. So then if, if they right. do something like that, nobody's going to... Everybody's going to well, spend right. at least it, that much. Yeah. Um. Uh, that Ethan, Ethan Houlihan, 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 I Yeah, think Ethan is like a um, a savant, you know, he's like a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he is just brilliant, and, and he, he suggests uh, just getting rid of the draft. <laughs> he, he said, if you get rid of the draft, now there's no reason to tank. Um, players can negotiate with whoever they want, so now you've got to build a better organization or players aren't going to want to come to you. No, oh, but that would really and, crush the Pirates, though, you know? Oh, oh sure, right, yeah. right, right. But, listen... They're still going to be played. Like, again, I don't care. You know, the Yankees, the Dodgers, you know, they don't get all their draft picks, right? You would have to, I mean, you'd have to be good. And, and I don't mind sort of putting the onus on the team to be good. Yeah. Right? I, I, I don't want their problems to be solved by. by oh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Pittsburgh, you know? Pitt, the Pittsburgh Pirates have to accept some of the responsibility right. that they're going to be 30th yeah. next year. I mean, it's not all the rules, you know, some of right. it. Yeah, it's not all being small market. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, you say. I mean, Bob Nutting has been cheap, right? And for no reason, because again, he's this. Oh, I keep things, I hold things. You know, <laughs> we buy things. Yeah. You know, we we buy things to keep and all that sort of stuff. Well, then why aren't you investing in it? Yeah, it's funny you mention yeah. that because he did sell Seven Springs, which is like a but popular then, right, place. I yeah, know. yeah. That, that, I was like, oh, please, please, let there be a philosophical change coming. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, okay, you're going to start selling stuff. I've got a suggestion on what you should sell. Yeah, um, so I um I don't know, in my mind and we were talking about how the Sixers had the process and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, I was ranting earlier this week cuz I was angry about and I just felt like I felt the anger out there and I try to represent um the Pirates fans out there, you know, like I felt yeah, you were fired up. Like I felt I said, their frustration were, and I just let it loose, man, on the owner you and stuff to put like nothing that. Nothing in jail, right? Well, no, that's like the problem. I mean, one of the big problems with the Pirates, right, that they can't represent. You can't put them out there as the face of a small market team because they're not doing the thing. Tampa Bay, right, if Tampa Bay, if the if the owner of Tampa Bay came out and said, man, look, we're doing everything we can, and we just, but we still can't, we need that little oomph to get over the top, you'd say, all right, that's true, they are. So is Oakland. So is Milwaukee. The Pirates. Sorry, you're you're doing a, you know you're doing a shit job. Why why should we give you more money? <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what the players are saying. You know, but the revenue sharing. Now that the only reason they introduced increased revenue sharing is because they didn't want 
expanded revenue sharing. So it was sort of like a right. defensive move on their part. They apparently right. the parrot um, the players threw a bunch of stuff out there that had no chance. Specifically the the five year free agency, like no chance. Right. But what they wanted to do was, but actually both sides just threw stuff out there. Like the salary oh, floor was never going to happen do, either. Then you know? it can look like you know that's all part of negotiation. Yeah. Oh, we want 18 teams in the playoffs. Okay, well, we'll give you 14. They never wanted 18. They wanted 14. <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe it'll end up at 16 or something. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I just don't think that um, it's probably not going to end quickly still, even though they agreed on a few things already. Um, they're, right. They're not going to really re- start renegotiating again until after Christmas. Right, right. I mean, nothing's happening until January. So January is right. going to go fast, and then you're already yeah. into... Um, Pitchers and catchers and then, report on February fifteenth. Well, February is right, a short yeah, month. Two weeks. Two weeks into February, right? I think we'll definitely um, be into March. You know, uh, and I don't know. You would hope March is a long month. That sometime in March they can come to it a formal agreement and move things quickly. You know. I yeah. I don't want them to miss games selfishly because on my birthday the Pirates play at the Braves. Oh and man, I, I want to go cool. to that. It's a four-game series in Atlanta. Oh, Thursday what time of year? Sunday. Yeah, you know. Yeah, when, June, when is your birthday? June? Uh, June 12th is my birthday. Right. The series is like 9, 10, 11, 12. I want to go to all four games. I, um, yeah. You know. And now it, it, I haven't been to Cruise Park, and you're seeing the World Series champs. So, uh, yeah, you know, maybe I'll make my way down there. I would like to. Yeah. Um, I don't know how. I might even drive. Who knows? I don't know how long it would take to drive down there. But I, I don't mind hopping on a flight either. <clears throat> it's actually a quick flight. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, it's not a bad flight. I mean, everything everything, everything runs through, through Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, so you get, yeah, it's, right. it's pretty right. cheap, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we have that uh, going on. You know, we had the labor stuff going on. I was sort of putting myself, uh, once I got over that anger, I was sort of putting myself back in Charrington's head and thinking about the years. Uh, and just, um, just hear me out first. This is what I was thinking. Like, um... If they are predicting that the Pirates are the 30th worst team, which basically dead last next year. Now, uh, we could argue that because we follow the Pirates, but we don't know a lot about the um, the Diamondbacks and the Orioles. So we're going to be a little bit more like um, biased towards Pittsburgh. So let's just say that right. MLB.com is accurate in that. Um, and next year, the Pirates finish 30th. Well, then 2023 is probably going to be your leap year. And maybe you're only going to leap until like 2022nd or something like that, where they pick the Phillies to be. Uh, Now, if if that's the case, I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but if that's the case, it's a no-brainer to trade Brian Reynolds probably in this upcoming year. So I don't know how much of a savant that Ben Sherrington is, but I assume that he's always thinking big picture, just with with the shit that he does, you know? Right. So I'm well, not. I mean, I, I I'm not saying that they're going to trade Reynolds, but it wouldn't. It certainly wouldn't surprise me if that's part of the plan at this point. No, I said once they traded Stallings to me, that was the, the scariest part of the Stallings trade, and the, what the thing that fr- you know frustrated me the most. And I'm good. I'm good. I think we got a decent return. I like Roberto Perez. All of that's fine. Yeah, you got two However, pitchers too. Think, you know. Yeah. What is? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think. I think it'll be a fine trade. Um, but what it signified to me is that. Brian Reynolds could easily and quickly be on the market. Yeah, I think that's exactly why they right. didn't. I don't think they have any. They had any intention of um, extending him. Now that could change, but this is just right. like what I'm thinking, you know, based on right. what I'm hearing from Carrington. Like I don't want to speculate on that because I don't know. And an extension takes some time. They didn't have much of an off season, 
So who knows? Maybe they come back, and on March 31st, they say, okay, everybody come back, you know, and they extend him two weeks after that. Or they could be taking um, this time to, to figure out a blockbuster. I'm thinking in my mind, right, like, yeah. a blockbuster right. trade with the Phillies. Phillies need a... Um, a third baseman and an outfielder. You get a blockbuster trade with the Phillies to trade um, no, both of those guys, Hayes no, and Reynolds. No. The Phillies don't have. Phillies don't have. They they couldn't satisfy. They, they don't have what we need. You know, you'd have to do some sort of three team trade there. And I don't like. I said the Phillies don't have the prospects to entice anybody else. You probably have I, to I get like. That. You probably have to get like their four best prospects plus their third baseman Alex Bohm, um, right. plus maybe Rise Hoskins. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, yeah. Uh, well, it depends. Yeah. I think, but I think you're right. The uh, you hit a good point that um, a team like Miami might be hung. They still want offense, and they they're right. ready to compete. Um, yeah, you have to look at like you'd rather trade amazing, with like a team Miami, like Miami. Seattle, you know? Yeah. Um, the Yankees actually could you know, and they have that Jason Dominguez, you know, a top prospect outfielder. Yeah. Um, so I but. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I, but I, I, the, we suffered through a 101 loss season last year. Yeah. And uh, I, it was when I listened to the Bucks in the Basement podcast, they, they sort of touched on this. And, you know, I'm taking a little further. But the worst part of last year, which should have just been, you know, watching terrible baseball and 100 losses, but we didn't answer any questions. That's my point. We did win 61 right. games, and I don't, I don't see that many right. wins next year. I'm thinking like right. mid fifties, but but yeah, we don't know. Like, but that's the thing; you, nobody you really developed. Out. We were just throwing yeah, guys out there. Um, exactly. That's thought exactly thought we my point. Out. You were throwing yeah, we guys were. out there like Hoy Park. You're throwing guys out right. there that, you know, what's the point of throwing these guys out there like Kai Tom or Anthony Alford? Or yeah. it was just you could piece together a mediocre team and well, win sixty think, games, I'm, but you're not. You didn't get any closer to the the flag. They threw Alford out there, and we still don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He, we're going to throw him out there again, probably on opening day. Now, it might be Greg <laughs> yeah. Allen, but it's, I mean the same thing. It we, could be Alfred and you Allen. Know, you know, right, right. Yeah, we, we, you know, we the only real we got to me we got two and a third answer, but it doesn't matter anymore. You know, Jake Stalling was was a good you know development there, the Gold Glove winner. Brian Reynolds, you know, okay, 2020 was a fluke. We feel better about Brian Reynolds, and then Bednar. You know, we kind of was, but. You know how it is sometimes with bullpen guys. They'll have a light at, lights out year one year. And the yeah, next plus year, he's young. You know? he's young, so it's going to be tough. Even yeah. even Arizona yeah. went out and and uh, signed Mark Melanson because it's tough right. for a team to. Uh, it's a big gut punch if you're winning like eight to five in the eighth inning at home and you blow the game and lose and eleven to blow eight. the game. See if you right. that's like that actually deflates a team over the course of a hundred and sixty two game season. You know. And the well, fans, I mean, every, you know. Yeah, everybody keeps mentioning how Charrington said he'd like to add another starting pitcher. We've got ten guys. Let's yeah, start I, figuring them out. He, he would just he really would just add somebody movie. somebody else that's mediocre, like somebody yeah. on the fringe in the periphery of no one. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't need another Jared Eikhoff. Yeah. But oh, yeah, I, that's I would what it would be. You go get a guy that it would can, be Eikhoff. Uh, pitch yeah. lights out in the seventh inning. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that they're going to build on their bullpen. I don't know that they're going to sign any free agents. I think that Baltimore is no, no. a year ahead of us, and that's why they went. They might go out and they tried to sign a pitcher that used to be on the Pirates, but the guy hasn't passed his physical yet, you know, so right. that's Baltimore for you, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, at no, least I, I at least Baltimore's no, around that we don't look that bad, you know? Like, we look yeah, bad. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I but, don't think we're going to be the, the worst team in baseball next year. Yeah. I really don't. But I, I just – I have I have decent enough faith in uh, Bryce Wilson and Zach Thompson. I believe Rowanzi's going to be – you know, I mean, and I don't expect him up until June, but I think he'll – I think he'll be decent. Um, uh, you know, so, I mean, I think the rotation will be a little better. But we don't have the boppers um, that Orioles have. You know, Orioles no, have, like, four no. guys that can hit 20 home runs. I don't know. We yeah. Do we have any home runs in the line? I'll give well, us Chavis, maybe. Reynolds, for um, sure, you know. Yoshi, yeah, Reynolds, for sure. Yoshi, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's maybe. all maybe, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And I think Chavis, that's maybe. I think that's the problem. Um, I think the reason I'm that we can get a dozen out of Key Brian Hayes. Uh, yeah, I think so. Maybe fifteen. Yeah. But I think the reason yeah. that they're um, they're putting the Pirates last is because uncertainty. Like, if you think about prospects, and I was looking into um, this whole steamer thing because people got all excited and jacked about um, O'Neill Cruz's steamer. So I went back right. and looked at Jared Kalenic's steamer for 2021, uh, and he was predicted to be uh, 295, 32 home runs, 115, um, uh, e- uh, what do you call it, um, RBIs. And right. what happened, they threw him out there for a long time, uh, 337 at-bats. He batted 181, um, uh, about a 45% strikeout rate, 14 homers, 12 doubles but even with the even with those hits he had a negative 1.8 war so i I, i'm hoping i don't think that pirates fans want o'neill cruz to have a negative 1.8 war yeah i mean we can agree on that now you're still a little hard on him and and it it, it, i thought about this last night while i was at work and and i I realized that you never really liked him Um, (laughs) yeah just from uh, seeing him you know just from right, right. watching him play. You don't like his body language. You don't like... True. You get hung up on stuff like that. That's true. Like, Ben Charrington doesn't say anything and it drives you crazy. But even the general managers that talk don't say anything, and they lie to you all the time. We're not going to trade this guy, and he's traded two days later. Yeah. So that doesn't bother me, but that drives you crazy. And Oh, you yeah. I mean, there's, like, there's other general managers that will speak, that will at least tell you what's going on. I mean, people are just accepting yeah. that this guy's a dick. Well, I mean, I've had yeah. I've had that guy on Twitter in Boston. He said, "Oh, everybody hated him in Boston," you know, because yeah. he never said he anything. did win. And that's the other thing you said he's got no credibility in your rant. He did win a World Series in Boston. Well, I don't know if so he you won. Got a it. <laughs> well, he, he may have had. Manager. Yeah, he may have had some impact on that. We don't like a couple yeah. trades or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, well. for the most part, it, I just don't know. I'm not. Actually, yeah. I'm not. I just don't like the guy personally. And you're right about O'Neill Cruz. Like the but times I've the seen thing, him, O'Neill Cruz, you saw him standing by himself in the outfield one day. And no, no. Well, he's just like made. he's just like the last one in the field. You know, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't like talk to anybody. He doesn't smile. Yeah, well, you know, well, I don't okay, know. Okay, but that I mean, Eli Manning used to drive people crazy because he didn't look fired up. But he's going to the Hall of Fame more than likely. I don't necessarily think he is a Hall of Famer, but he's going. Yeah, so um, I'm willing to accept that. Um, so you know he could have uh, he could have a better year than Jared Kalenic, you know, for sure. You got on board with O'Neill Cruz because you do love production, and he was producing yeah, the last half yeah. of the season. Good point. So you got on board. Yeah. But now we're not playing baseball, yeah. so now you're only back to your 
Oh, he doesn't work hard on his defense, which you don't necessarily know if that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what I'm I'm impressed with the production is um, that he actually hit for average. You know, he's a guy that launches the ball in batting practice, and that's what gets people excited. But, yeah, I mean, what I'm impressed with him is that he batted over 300. And old school baseball guys like me and you, we still look at that. You know, we still remember Keith Hernandez batting 330 and Tony Gwynn batting 340. the most important metric. Yeah. Right. I understand that you know OBP, you know, and ops, and, and you know, you know, slugging and and on base percentage combined, you know, ops is, is is a much more telling thing. Um, but yeah, I like I really wanted Brian Reynolds to finish. At I love when guys hit three hundred, man. Yeah. 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 So um, and and right, and I still right. I understand that wins and losses isn't a great pitcher stat, and and I, I mean I've known that since I was twelve. Right. It. it you know, I, I remember watching, you know, a bunch of different guys lose one to nothing games. The pitcher was fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but, well, we but used I, to have, you know, we used to have guys win 20, 22 games, you know, like back when we right. were buying baseball cards when we were kids, there were a lot of 20 yeah. game winners. There were 20 game winners, right? Yeah. It doesn't really happen that much anymore just because. No, I mean, gosh, you don't like that. You know, they don't like guys pitch four innings anymore. Yeah, you have so. to go at least five to get a win. Right. So. Right. And, and like I said, if you if you're a uh, if you're an opener, right, you don't have a chance to win. You're only going to pitch three innings or so. And then, so if you come in after the opener, you're not necessary. You know, then it's up to the scorer. You know, the official score to determine who gets the win. It's not necessarily, you know, if you're ahead when you're in there type thing. I mean, that's mostly the, the barometer. But but you're yeah, right. So I'm I'm a stack guy, so I notice things like that. I noticed that O'Neill Cruz hit over 300 that he um he doesn't just hit home runs and doubles he gets a lot of singles i noticed that chavis brought up his batting average last year i noticed that diego castillo brought up their batting average last year and if we can have guys come up and hit 290 in the major leagues which i i told you that's what i think that um nick the stick would do right now he's just such a natural hitter he batted 380 in the arizona fall league he could come up right now with his eyes closed and probably hit 290, which we would take, right? Oh my God! Yeah, listen, I was, I, I used to, you know, I made this joke several times on Twitter, and I've made it, you know, talking to you. And when Stephen Brault pitched, he should have batted fifth. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, you know, we we, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, two hundred hitters. I, I think mean, they did. I think they brought terrible. in Chad Cole to pinch hit once this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in a real in a real situation. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, dear Lord, I mean, again, Kevin Newman is still on this team, and the reason is is because nobody else, no Cole Tucker, Hoy Park, none of them could hit over two twenty. Yeah, if, that, if Cole Tucker, if Cole Tucker would have hit two thirty. Kevin Newman wouldn't be on this team right now. I would love to see them play their best players. And the way to do yeah. that, and, you know, Yark talks about this a lot, you know, like he, he, you know, I always think that these guys need to develop with a lot of at-bats in the minors, and I think that helps. I think that guys like O'Neill Cruz need that more than um, somebody like Nick Gonzalez. You know, somebody like, um, I don't know, somebody with a more dynamic swing. Because Nick Gonzalez yeah. is sort of like very quick to the ball, uh, he's got quick wrists, and it just comes natural. Where some of these right. other guys' swings need to be tweaked, because I, I think they're tweaking with um, uh, my guy, the big home run hitter who strikes out forty percent of the time. 
Yeah. I think they're tweaking oh, yeah. with Let me comment on him swing. real quick. Yeah. Let, me, let me talk about Mason Martin real quick. Um, you're always comparing his 2019 season in Greensboro. But what you forget is Greensboro was low A then. Yeah. So, yes, Leo Pagaro, you know, did not have as good a season at Greensboro at roughly the same age as Mason Martin. However, he was going against high A when Mason Martin was going against low A. The competition wasn't quite as good. Yeah, but he didn't even come close, though. Well, I mean, uh, he didn't even come close, though. I mean, Martin had 35 doubles, 34 homers, you know. But, But... I, I like Paguero, and they were both 19, you know. I mean, I like yeah, Paguero. He's a shortstop, not yeah. a first baseman. I mean, you you expect different things from them. I don't expect Paguero to hit 35 home runs. Yeah. Um, if Mason Martin's on that team, he's going to have to hit 35 home runs to justify the It's his thing, you know, man. 220. Yeah. And look, today's baseball, there's, there's a bunch of guys that hit 220 and hit 35 home runs, but they do get on base, that 3-2. That Three true outcomes. Well, know, yeah, but we know that um, if we know that with this lineup, if Mason Martin hit thirty home runs, they would just walk him a lot of the time. You know, so yeah. you, you can't complain yeah, he, about get, yeah. his walks because let's, he would get walks. That'd be a problem too, and that hurts young guys' development when yeah. they don't get pitches to hit because they can pitch around them. Uh, you know, they, well, then they start making yeah, that's you why know, swinging it bad. That's why I wasn't crazy about trading Adam Fraser because you're just weakening the lineup, and it's like. Um, you know, these guys are getting less pitches to hit. And I think that's what makes um, Brian Reynolds' season even more impressive. I mean, he just kept oh, coming, yeah. you know? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think yeah, he, I didn't think he was going to see a pitch. You know, yeah, I kept waiting for him to cool base. off, you know? He yeah, never really I, I did, you know? I he was going to have a guy on base the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a yeah. problem, too. I, I think that Sherrington likes those guys that can uh, that don't strike out as much that, um, I don't know, like... I mean, like you say, slap like, hitters to, or whatever. Me, but. It seems like he's trying to, uh, you know, zig while everybody else zags. Like, Maybe, okay, we yeah. don't have power, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna beat the shift because the Pirates did that a lot last year. You know, um, especially when we saw Adam Frazier, they'd be shifted and he'd slap something down the third base line. You know what I'm saying? We had a bunch of guys doing that because I mean, again, we had no, uh, we, you know, it's forget possible he's looking run. for we value. You know. He could be looking for value because home run hitters are really expensive. Aces are really right. expensive. But if you right. can, if you can put together a rotation um, with guys like Thompson and um, you know guys like Bryce Wilson, you know you don't have to have aces. If you have five, you know number three pitchers, um, well, they, as long as they're all pretty good, you don't necessarily need an ace if your bullpen is lights out. Right, right. No, yeah. again, it's it's the Kansas City and Tampa Bay model. You know, you got to shorten that game down to six innings. You you've got to have a, you know, or even five. You got to have guys that can come in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth and shut stuff down. And and you can build that much cheaper than you can go get a Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander or <laughs> Dylan Bundy. But I think if we <laughs> if we get a high draft pick again in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, he's hoping that he'll stumble upon Wander Franco. Now, um, I guess that's what he would do. You know how the strategy in this last draft was not to take the best, most expensive player, but to take um, to get players throughout the draft? Right. But maybe, no, if, no, um, maybe if somebody like Wander's out there, he would take him, you know? Yeah. Great philosophy, if it works. I mean, yeah. you got four, high, you know, you're counting on four high school players. 
to, to make that draft really work, right? Yeah, I we mean, don't know, know, man. Okay. I mean, I mean, again, if Henry Davis turns into a, a, a you know really good hitting, I don't care first baseman or DH. I don't even care if he catches. But you know, if he, if he turns into a productive player, and then you get one of the, I mean, again, it, it's you know what Braylon Bishop, uh, Salamento, uh, Lonnie Walker, um, you know, Lonnie White Jr. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be great, but I mean, how many times? I, I remember. Uh, I think Neil Huntington had did it with all the, we, you know, he took a bunch of high school pitchers and paid them over the slot, oh. and none of them made it. That's what I'm saying. They all had <laughs> this projectable frame, you know. It was like right. the dumbest yeah. thing I yeah, ever yeah. heard. He always looked like he was trying to uh, build the sticker. Uh, he so a bunch I, of six foot five. I got really tired of hearing about five. projectable frames, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yeah, I, with uh, easy, repeatable motion. Because it didn't right. work, <laughs> you know. It didn't work. We can look back now and say it didn't work. And well, one thing no. that. One thing that he's got a lot of balls in is um, he's giving the reins to Henry Davis. Now, I think that um, he got to know Henry Davis before the draft. Um, he, he had some personal, uh, and he made a lot of phone calls on Henry Davis as far as, um, he doesn't want like a Chase Claypool or someone like that. He wants someone right, that right. You uh, need a, yeah. is smart, he, he, you know? Right. We, the Pirates can't afford to take, you know, poor character or, yeah. you know, I mean, they they need guy they need good guys because they they have enough trouble developing their athletic abilities um, that they they can't take the chance that the guy's going to flame out because he's an idiot. So if there's any um, one player that he's entrusting the franchise to, I would say it's Henry Davis right now because he's got them he's got him down there in the mini camp. And, right. Um, and the, I don't know if you listen to, get to the better at pitching or whatever. The, yeah, whatever. Something get better at baseball. Something no, no, I say get better players at baseball. I, yeah. That would be the thing. <laughs> but, yeah, um, uh, a couple of the guys from the Pirates pod to be named later were down there. And um, basically yeah, I, I, what we got is a lot of quotes about, you know, Henry Davis is the man. You know, he's like, right, right. all right, you're going to spend this much time with Solomito. You're going to spend this much time with right. Bubba Chandler. Yeah, he's the leader. He's telling guys yeah. to clean up their apartment. And <laughs> so hopefully he's not a total douche, you know. Like hopefully this guy is uh, – <laughs> Right, yeah. Hopefully he's a leader and just not a jerk, right? Right. It, oh God, you know. yeah. I I mean, uh, I guess you've had good leaders that are jerks, but I don't know. I mean, at yeah. least hopefully, you know, we're. It's not like we would feel a lot more comfortable if it was um, somebody we knew down there, like Stallings, taking the lead. Right. Right. But they're just they're going with Henry Davis, man. They're they're throwing all their cards in, you know. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it. You would think based on what we've done. And, you know, signing a catcher to a one-year deal that we kind of think that... Oh, he's going to be your starter in 2023. There's no doubt about it. Even if he only hits 220 in the minors. Because right. they don't have any right. other choice. I mean, Carter Bins... Yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah he, he sure doesn't look ready. He, I mean, he doesn't look ready for AAA. Yeah, Carter... I mean, they, they have... Double a. I mean, they have catchers, but I think that... That's one thing. I mean, you can read between the lines with um, Ben Sherrington. I think that's one thing I notice is that he's all in on Henry Davis, you know? Right. Well, so, yeah, a number one pick in the draft. I mean, he was the key to, to that draft. You know, I mean, obviously they had to make, you know, he talked to him beforehand and made the arrangement. I'm going to pay you less than slot, and then this is what we're going to go do. That's where, that's where he's better yeah. than Huntington. I'll give you a really good right. example. Um, Nick Lodolo was drafted yep. by Huntington. But you didn't talk to him before the draft and make sure that he was going to sign for that slot money. And that's well, what um, Ben Sherrington right. did. He talked to all these guys. He's like, we know right. 
that Braylon Bishop is signing. You know, we know that these guys are going to sign because we already have deals on the table, you know? I mean, that's how they got Josh Bell, Neil Huntington. Right? He didn't talk to him beforehand. Uh, Josh Bell and his family sent letters to all that MLB team. Yeah, don't fans, sign you know, me. I'm committed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he said, yeah, uh, first pick of the second round, I'm offering you $5 million. And it was really disappointing what Bell turned out to be as far as we were thinking right. that he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and he yeah, yeah. he just turned he out to be, to be Josh Wander Bell, Franco, you know. Right? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't Wander yeah. Franco. The defense yeah. wasn't there, you know. He wasn't right. big and like clutch. He would go through long slumps where people well, just I mean, got sick of watching him, you know. <laughs> I, I I liked Josh Bell. However, he really had two good months, right? That's what he did. He tore it up in April and May of that 2019 season. And then faded the rest away, and then he kind of heated up a little in September. But I mean, he was terrible in June, July, and August. That happens to uh, a lot of guys. Remember yeah. that guy oh, for yeah, the Reds? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, his name might be Alcides Escobar or something like that. But there was a guy for the Reds who had more home runs in the first two months than anybody else, yep. you know. Yep. And then, so they they tried to run him out there this year, and he batted like one sixty or something. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, a lot yeah, of people yeah, have I mean, that. Guys you know? come up and they. They can hit fastballs. Yeah. And that, that's all they see for the first month or two. And they look like they're going to be world beaters. And then the next time they see that guy, he throws them a flyer. That's why I think like, you got to look happen? at you got to give it three years and see how a guy does. And it, yeah. it just yeah. shows time and time again, like with that guy. Um, the guy I was bringing up, the third baseman for the Phillies. Um, he, yeah, he, Alex Alex. Alex Ball, yeah, he Ball. came up and hit the cover off the ball. Then he couldn't hit. Then he forgot how to field. Then they threw him back into the minors. Um, so yeah, I mean those steamer projections aren't very reliable. That's my point. <laughs> well, look, yeah, now look at all the guys that have won Rookie of the Year that then have none. You know, I mean they're they're just a you know a landmine of, of things to, to 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 work your way through. I mean, uh, I remember Joe Charbonneau. I'd seen him play at Double A uh, Chattanooga Lookouts, and he, you know he was he won the the Double A you know batting title, and he was just funny. He has this great personality. You know, he drink beer through a straw in his nose, through his nose. Yeah, nice. All this colorful stuff. He, he uh, comes up for the Indians, wins Rookie of the Year, and never did anything after that. Um, uh, the year McCutcheon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Coughlin won Rookie of the Year. So many of those dudes, yeah. Nice player, you know, but, I mean, yeah. So, right, you come up, and, like I said, that first year, fine, great. But, yeah, we, I, you know, then there's, I mean, they call it, there is a sophomore slump, right? That there is that uh, little phrase and moniker out there for a reason. It's because it, it's not uncommon. Yeah, I mean, so we, uh, right. we always talk about the Tampa Bay formula, but I think if we could just follow the Phillies formula to where they got, um, they got uh, the second baseman, they got Jimmy Rollins in the outfield, right? Or they got Jimmy Rollins at short, they got Chase Utley at second, they got Ryan Howard at first, they had the ace who could be like a Rowanzi Contreras or a Michael Burroughs in, um, uh, what was his name? I don't know, he's still hanging around. No, I'm talking about it with the Phillies. Uh, Oh. Guy who's still hanging around. And then they got... Nola? um, Nah, way before that. Well, I'm thinking if we follow the Phillies formula in 2006 to where they won the World Series in 2008. Oh, Cole Hamels. Yeah, Hamels, yeah. So... Uh, that's what we got to find. We got to find a Wander Franco or two, and we yeah, got it's the Yankees, the Yankees that won those, you know, four, you know, late nineties. Yeah, right? you still do it with a couple great guys, you know, the, that you found. The core, right? You develop your superstars, 
You need Derek three or four Jeter, superstars. Yeah. Mariano Rivera, Andy Pettit, Jorge Posada, and Bernie Williams. And then you add the Scott Brocious's and, you know, those type guys. Paul O'Neill. Um, that, right. I mean, the Pirates, the Pirates are never, you know, and again, we, I think we talked about this last week. You know, the Cubs stripped it down like we did and got a bunch of high first, you know, Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, and they hit on those picks. Yeah, Bryant was great for a couple years. Yeah. You know, right. The Astros added Justin Verlander. Yeah, sure, they hit on Correa. They, they did. hit on Bregman. And, and some George other guys. Springer. Yep. Right. But but they went out and got, you know, uh, Justin Verlander. So the Pirates are going to have to find their own pitchers because they're never going to go get. Yeah, other than you know, trading with Miami. Guys. I mean, fortunately, Miami has such a de- depth in pitching that right. uh, they have the three best starters. Um, like Sixto Sanchez. I don't know. There's three guys that uh, had ERAs like in the twos last year or something like that. That's Miami um, Marlins starters. But then they have like seven guys, um, which is why they were able to give us Thompson. They have like right. seven guys that they would. Um, no, they had moved. I mean, Thompson was pitching well, and they had moved him into the bullpen anyway because they had guys that are better. But the, <laughs> the Marlins basically have three aces and Sixto Sanchez. A guy named Sandy Alacar, Alakazandra Alec or whatever. Contra, yeah, something like that. Trevor Rogers, uh, they say, is ace quality. And then they got... Yeah, he looked good last year. Yeah, and then they have other guys. Um, so you could tr- you could get a couple guys like Elazir Hernandez and Pablo Lopez and Edward Cabrera uh, with Miami if you were willing to make a, a big trade with Miami for Brian Reynolds. But I don't know... Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, hopefully. I, mean, I hope not. You still I hope they keep Dan him, right? Reynolds. You still hope right. they keep him, yeah. I want this Ben Reynolds, and I want uh, Rowanzi, Quinn Priester, Michael Burrows, Brendan Malone, Yahure, uh, you know, uh, Bryce Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Find it there, develop it. Let Brubaker, let Keller be what we thought he was going to be, you know. That's another guy that, they got that, They got working with Henry Davis is Brendan Malone. Um, yeah. So they have uh, they have a lot of different guys, you know. Like um, I like Anthony Solometto. He's a Jersey guy. He talks a little bit yeah. too much. Like my, I'm an old fashioned guy with this. Like keep your head down and work right. hard. I mean, especially, he's already like especially when you're an 18 year old. Yeah, he's jabbering about yet. about like he knows it all. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just like it, Chase Claypool. Fine. Chase Claypool's like, yeah. oh no, it wasn't my fault, man. I I put the ball out there, but somebody knocked it out of my hand. Like. The, yeah. A lot of these kids, and we, you know, we talk about these kids today, but it's just true. Like, what I always told my kids is, you got to accept responsibility for everything. You know, right. like, um, and uh, you know, I'm just hoping that um, they have guys that. Well, basically, I'm hoping that Henry Davis is willing to accept the responsibility because they're giving him a lot of yeah. it. You know, I yeah, didn't yeah, realize this was. Hopefully, this hopefully is the Henry Davis show, basically. Kid. You know, right? Yeah, because right. Um, and I, we don't really care uh, if he hits, you know, as long as it, it, it's he was the best hitter in college. But um, and I don't care if he's a great defensive catcher, but if he can um, make a connection with these young pitchers, that's where the value lies. Yeah, that's, you know? Then he's worth his weight in gold. Right. Yeah. yeah. Get to know these guys. Find out like what makes them tick. Um, find well, out. That's like, why I wanted Stallings around. I wanted yeah, Stallings it would have been nicer. You know, you know, I wanted him to come up next year in July. And that Stallings would start. Well, why do you think Miami wanted him? You know, Miami yeah. has all yeah. these young pitchers. Right. They they knew that and, he and, has that. Stallings has that intangible. You know, he has that quality. You know, Perez might be you know? able. You know, maybe they sign Perez again, and and 
for next season. And because and Perez is not a guy that's going to start 120 games. I don't know, man. I mean, no, I hear that he's good defensively and he might get healthy, yeah. but um, he's not. He's not going to be. Um, I don't know if we have that many Hispanic pitchers anyway. I don't know, but I don't think. Well, you heard eh? Contreras, yeah, uh, Omar Cruz, maybe. Yeah, that's true. He's with us. Yeah, I don't know. I maybe. mean, I just uh, I think that maybe Jacob Stallings had that it factor that we talk about as far as it, when it comes with like dealing with human beings. But a lot of people make that argument, and this is a this is something you'll hear on a lot of those podcasts. And people say on Twitter, like, "Well, who did he develop? You know, who got better?" Right pitching to him you know i guess yeah, no, I, I guess I, that's I a valid that point i don't know man yeah. you know it, it's hard to say like so yeah. many you know again did, did perez um develop kluber and and bieber and you know what i'm saying right I mean, those guys know, were or, just great probably right or were they just good right yeah. <laughs> i mean but i'm hoping uh, if henry davis is this militant kind of guy that he at least helps these kids get their head on straight like you know, don't do anything stupid. You know, don't expose right. yourself in a bar. Don't be driving yeah. drunk. You know, just like yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, he's the the, yeah. the Boy Scout, right? And and he leads by example, but also vocally. That's what they're making and, it sound uh, like. He's the last Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I know, but yeah. I remember. Look, there. You know, um, Alex Stump's writing all this stuff, and and you know, there's all this buzz about how they're individualizing these yeah, uh, developments. I don't know, And that's man. great. It's that's whatever, wonderful. you know. But yeah. I also remember them gushing about yeah. Huntington creating the pirate way, that we were going to have the same signals, you know, third right. base coach signals and, and every, you know, the same terminology at every place. And, yeah, they did mock them a little for the uh, the crazy uh, like boot camp or a Navy SEAL training. It's kind of silly. But mostly they were like, look what you know, Neil Huntington is completely overhauling this you know, and they started the Dominican Academy and all Bob the same Nutting. Shit. Uh, all they had to do was ask Bob Nutting, and he just gave him the money to you know. Or like <laughs> the, when the stuff. Eagles, when the Philadelphia Eagles hired Ray Rhodes, and he was this big tough guy, and it's going to be the right. Ray Rhodes way, and we're only going to draft tough guys. And that, I mean, he was yeah. dead for, at three years later. You know, right, right, and it's, it's and everybody that comes in, I, oh, I mean, everybody comes in and says we're going to win a championship. That's what I mean. Right, and oh, people well, get excited. You know? We're going to get. We're going to get back to fundamentals. It used to be every baseball manager came in and said, "Look, we're going to hit and run more. We're going to advance runners." Now they don't say that now, but it's the it, but it's the same thing. We're we're going to get back to basics. We're going to work on the fundamentals, and eh, not really. Yeah, no, I was a, I was even uh, coming up with a song like um, uh, for our Sunday talks. Like we're talking baseball, Swinsky, Hayes, and Reynolds talking baseball. We teach the fundamentals. You gotta know the Pittsburgh way. You know, it's like everybody talks about that. You know, it doesn't matter how yeah. many fundamentals you teach if, if guys all make that, stupid like, mistakes. You know, all the time. Local, you know, media, it, to an extent, is an arm of the organization. You know, they promote that. You know what I'm saying? I if think they get they get stumpy all excited. They take them out for a nice steak dinner, and they you know get. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be excited too if I was down at Bradenton. You know. You're going. You're down to Braden. It's 80 degrees, and they're giving you access. I'd be like, hell no yeah, has. man! These guys are the bomb. But we don't know. And I think it takes time too. Like I think that when you look at some of these guys coming up, like Flores and Florencio, that is, um, you know, that's because of what Neil Huntington did 10 years ago. You know, right. uh, we have some really good, and you know, it's really good at it is uh, Anthony Murphy and. Um, 
and the other dude, you know, the Murfanko guys. Murfanko, they, yeah, yeah. They're really smart about, like, they actually watch the Pirates Dominican League. And, like, um, oh, yeah, that's, they're, they're always posting. You I never know, it. man. They post those, yeah. those videos of guys swing and the guys throw. And, yeah. One of those yeah, kids. I, I love with it. One of those 18-year-old kids might be um, Wander Franco, you know? Like, we don't yeah. know, but... That's no, where Huntington. Don't. That's where Huntington did a good job. In fact, we actually have like a, a town down there where there's a huge Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, the Pirate Academy, right? Yeah. So I mean, you know, but, we're reaping some of that. You know, right, yeah, it takes time. Yeah, no, I think about it. Okay, let's let's say the Pirates contend in 25. I'm hoping it's 24, but let's say it's 25. I think that's a good year. Right. Yeah. Say they extend Brian Reynolds, right? So you got Brian Reynolds. See, Brian Hayes is at third base. All right. Um, Quinn Priester is is he's not even your ace. Your number two starter. I'll take it. Michael Burrows is your number four starter. There you go. Uh, Travis Swaggerty. Say Swags. I know you don't think so, but say Swags makes it up there. He might. That's a lot of Neil Huntington guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, um, and I, and, I, and there, there could be others. You know, it could be uh, uh, Mitchell, Cal Mitchell, or you, you know, never know, uh, man. Right, right. Yeah, uh, Cody Bolt, Cody Bolton. Um, well, look know, at how um, the, Matt Frazier came out of nowhere. Like going into last right. year, nobody had Matt Another, Frazier in the top thirty, and then right. he just he just uh, he tweaked his swing a little bit, and then he just became a masher. And right. um, yeah, I mean, you and I are hoping that he continues that this year. Um, Oh my God! Yeah, I love yeah. the guy, you know, and I think a lot of people on Twitter really love Matt Frazier just because you look at what he did, you know, came out of nowhere and owned the league, he, MVP, Player of the Year, you know, like. And then um, he kept it up, you know. What I mean? So many times a guy will, you know, be great, and you know, at single yeah. A, and then he double A, and he hits one eighty. But no, he got double A, and he kept raking, you know. And, yeah, his ops was over a thousand like the first couple of weeks. Right. Then he got, I think, he got a little tired, you know. My favorite guys. Are always the guys that like continually get better, and I and I mean you know even at, like I mean that mostly at the major league level. You know, part of the reason I'm down on Ben Simmons with the Sixers is he's the exact same player that when he walked in, you know, as a rookie. We so certainly he, didn't get he, any he, better, right? Right, didn't get any better. Now he's good, but he didn't get better. Um, and, and, and you see Brian Reynolds, he boy, got he's better, better. You know, you know. I mean, again, if Brian Hayes takes the step forward, he will get yeah. better. You know, he's got that. Um, that family just like, you know, he's been there. I think we lost the feed. Let me see. I had to actually restart the car to get the feed. I didn't intentionally cut off um, Douglas Ford. Let's see. Doug, you with us? Oh, okay. Uh, uh. Hey, Doug, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, no, the car, the, the car went into low low save mode because I wasn't running it. But, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're I, you can list a bunch of players, and I had my you know thirty dozen plus one, and this year there will be somebody in the system who steps up and has like a Matt Fraser type year, you know. Absolutely. So we don't know. What we know is we have to find a couple Wander Francos, and we have to. Um, and I think 2025 is the year, you know. But the problem is, um, that's that's um, Brian Reynolds' walk year, you know. If right. they don't, uh, or at least that's the year that they'd want to trade him, you know. Right. It, it it'd be hard to argue with them trading him at that point. Yeah. 
right? Because again, we're not, you know, we might buy out two years of free agency, um, but we're not, we're not keeping them much beyond that. But so, we right, need we need somebody like Lonnie White Jr. and other guys to be able to right. um, absorb absorb that blow, you know? Right. And kind of like Huntington did, tried to do later, like as you as you try to sustain that, um, you you don't trade for 18-year-olds anymore. You trade for guys that are um, already in the major leagues or close to it. So, you know, if you're trading Brian Reynolds then, you want to get a couple guys back that can help contribute to a winning team now, you know? Yeah, true. However, I think... It didn't me, work with Huntington because the... Uh, I want to say the Garrett Cole trade was just a bunch <laughs> of bums, you know? Yeah, you got Jason Martin, Ugh. Um, who, right, gone. Uh... They're all Joe gone. Musgrove. Yeah, Musgrove's gone. Right. Yeah, he finally got good the year we got rid of him. He threw a no hitter. <laughs> but no, yeah. we got to do better than that trade. No, I mean that's the thing. Um, but the the problem is is I, I believe if uh, because what Sherrington's philosophy really seems to be in trade is to get guys with high ceilings. Yeah, but that that means they're a little riskier. You know, he's get he. You know, he's loading up on single-A guys and then hoping that we can develop them. So I think the only way that he can make a, a an acceptable Brian Reynolds trade, as far as I'm concerned, is that, right, he needs to get someone back that's immediately major league ready. But also, you've got to de- – you know what I'm saying? That means Travis Swagger needs Swagger needs – needs to be hitting 290 and Kanan Smith and Jigma is hitting 290 you know what I'm saying yeah we're hoping that um, one of those guys well like you always say we got 10 outfielders we hope two of them are good because we only need two it's like when you're computer dating which was like the toughest job I ever had I did it for like a year and a half and you only have to find one but I went through like a hundred bad dates psychos (laughs) it's rough man I did it gosh yeah oh it was right and yeah, it's awful. <laughs> and, and that's why this is so painful. It's a painful process. You know, we got 10 outfielders. We hope to find two. We got 10 infielders. We hope to find one or two. And then hopefully in these drafts, you get a Lonnie and White Jr. Back become back like uh, somebody all, superstar. The same. You know, uh, I mean, with the infielders in particular, I mean, I mean, other than O'Neill Cruz, nobody looks like they're, you know, they're, they're no Wander Franco's in there. You know so, what I'm saying? It's like, the minute we traded Jacob Stallings, um, that we knew that you better win the division in 2025, right? If that's what you're doing, if you're kicking it down the hall, you better be damn good, or no one's going to be having Ben Sherrington as their um, their profile picture anymore. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, in, in in Ben we trust. will uh, yeah, we'll, uh, it's just like uh, the honeymoon is over. You know, it's just like that. That happens. You know, it's like we got to see something. At some hey, point, the, the honeymoon's fading for me now because, like I said, he it, this is year three. Now I understand that 2020 he didn't have minor league play. Yeah, he only had 60 games. But I'm sorry, 60 games should be enough to assess some of your major leaguers. Um, you had guys at the alternate site. Sooner or later, I mean, again, you know, I me, mean, I'm saying 75 wins. I'm not saying contend for the division. But to me, this year... You well, in 2025, you better damn well win the division, you know? Oh, and then, to me, you have to sustain it. I don't want a yeah. three-year window, right? You're putting me through this. I don't want a three-year window. I want what Tampa Bay and Oakland are doing. I want to be in every year. 
You know, maybe a little reset where, you know, you only win 80 games or something. But I, no more of this 61 win business. But if I'm putting my best team on the field, and again, like this is something that Yark would agree with, is that I would I would bring up Nick the Stick now because, hey, you proved you could do it with guys that are major league quality in the Arizona Fall League for a short period of time. We're going to give you a shot at second. And that way, all these other guys, um, they could be your first baseman or your shortstop or your utility guy. You know, you're not, you're not making, you're not um, banking uh, on you, Diego Castillo I, being your starting he, second baseman. You, he could be like a, a utility. He could be like an all, all around dude. Right. But I need to see Nick hit at Altoona at least. You know, he had one good month, really, last year, and then the good Arizona fall. Or maybe not, man. Bring him up, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. You want to waste it. You know, we only get him for six years. Yeah. And like you said, probably more like four and a half. Do you want to waste a year of him hitting 230? Learn I don't know. I mean, we're doing that with O'Neill Cruz if we're bringing right. him up, yep. you know? But he, I mean, you know, he did have success at double-A. And, and a good week at Triple A. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I mean, he's a little further along. Uh, um, I, I I need to see Nick again. If if Nick's hitting two ninety, two eighty at, at the end of at end of May, and you you know get if service time still the same, you bring him up June fifteenth or something. I can live with that. Yeah. You know, let, let yeah, let's get the ball rolling. Let's get at least. Let's have a reason to watch the game. That's all I'm saying. People would love to watch yeah. Nick Gonzalez next year. Right. And O'Neill Cruz. I mean, that could be your double play combo, right? Right. You know? right. If you had, right, your middle infield combo is I'd watch. Guys. Wouldn't you watch? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd tune right Oh, yeah, like I'd those are can't right. miss at bats. You get O'Neill Cruz right. and Nick the Stick back to back. And then right. after that, you got Brian Reynolds. And before that, you got Key Brian Hayes. You know, there you go. Right. That's all I need. The rest of the guys are going to hit 200, but I'd. That'd be fun, you know. Oh no, because like, <laughs> if you can get Gamble to hit two sixty, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. suddenly now you're one through six, you're okay. You know, instead of being you know one through three, we were okay. Um, and then, like I said, you have Rowanzi, and uh, so you uh, they could. I'm thinking fifty five wins. You're thinking sixty five to seventy wins. It could be somewhere in between, but at least make it entertaining next year. That's what we're looking for, right? Yeah, yeah, and it should be. We should start seeing, like I said, I mean, the call-up that's right. There should like, be don't, no more Like, don't keep throwing guys out there like um, no more Tom. Kai Tom or um, Hoy Park or guys like right. that. Like, let's at least right. see guys that we think are going to be in the future. Rock, we actually, so we got to come to wrap this up. You got any closing statements? No, I, I, like I said, I'm a little more optimistic than you. I, I think we're going to have a better rotation. Better rotation, And, I, you know, I think, again, out of that, that whole 20 middle infielder outfielder thing that we'll get some production. All right. So um, we're, we like to talk baseball. So that's what we're going to do. We're not going to talk so much of the lockout. We'll let the other okay. podcast do that. We're going to be back next yeah. Sunday, talking baseball, talking guys. And, right. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're we'll coming up on 60 lockout. minutes. Go listen to Ethan. Oh, he's, he's a genius. Ethan. He's, he's a, genius a genius when right. it comes to, it comes to lockouts, right. um, especially nothing. when it comes yeah. to payroll and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I and I'll be and back during the about- week to just rant about who knows what. So, all right. So we're fifty nine minutes. Uh, we got to go. But thanks, thanks for um, calling in from Alabama, and I'm signing yeah. off from Scranton. And uh, peace out.